0: Well, my vacation starts today. I won't go to
1: work until Monday. All right. Vacation. So, if you need uh, Bernie to come help <laughs> clean your house, mow your grass, <laughs> babysit your kids, Bernie is now available. She just announced it. She's got plenty of free time. All right.
0: And, uh, they, I got a surprise. I was at work, and after all, I was tired and stressing and everything. My supervisor, she went up to me. She goes, I guess somebody's looking for you. And I'm like, who? And she goes, I don't know. They were at The break room. Well, he was one. He took me for lunch yesterday, my grandson. And I'm oh. like, oh, my God. And I, I didn't expect them. So that was good. Oh, nice. And today they took Caesar for breakfast. So That's I'm like, well, we should be going to I,
1: yeah. give, <laughs> give them my address and phone number, all right? All right. Uh, tell me something good. Anything good. If you see a, yes that's right If you see a fellow that looks like Ernest but is better looking or has more hair it's his brother Richard now he doesn't have more hair it's just its tattooed on He is not better looking <laughs> You paid her to say that you paid her to say that Which one? Reuben's coming Sunday. I'm going to get a chance to hear about a new life. That is fantastic.
0: Um,
1: That got me started thinking, where's Cliff? There's Cliff. What'd you move for? Uh, uh, I don't know that you've had a chance to hear this, but last Wednesday, uh, Cliff... uh, was offered a new life by Jesus and he accepted it and was born and in got into God's family last Wednesday. He's one week old today. are you? How's work? Good. April? I had not seen everybody. Um, let me see what else. Um, what you may not know, what you may not know is that just about 20 well, no, about 30 minutes ago. You know, uh, I hate to say it, but he's not here, right? I don't think Ed's here. So we say it here, and but it stays here, right? This man has a gun, so when I describe him this way, if I said Ed, some of you would know. If I say bald-headed sheriff, more of you would know him, right? And if I just say sheriff, several of you would know him. Uh, but Ed... Uh, On the 18th of this month, on the 18th of this month, he accepted the free gift of God. And since that time, he's been praying, he's been trying, he's been pleading with his family to come so they could hear the same things he heard and learned. And this morning, or this afternoon, about 30 minutes ago, about 30 minutes ago, uh, his wife, Debbie, confessed her faith in Jesus and received a new life. So we thank God for that. That is outstanding. (laughs) All right, last call. Somebody tell me something good. Yes, ma'am. I'm on my last test. Tell them about what? I'm uh, taking my GED. I am on my last test, my science test, and I'm enrolling into college to be a mechanic. All right. All right. Now, you've got my number, right? Okay, because I need a mechanic. I always, I can't do any of that stuff. That's good. All right. In this room, in this room, there's some people that have had tough, tough lives. I can't even imagine. I can't imagine some of the things that, well, some of you have gone through some horrible traumas. Others of you have had a horrible year. I know there's some folks in here that have had a horrible few weeks. Here's the truth. Bible says it. I believe it. You don't have to, but I believe it. And I'm bound to tell it to you. God works all things together for good to them that love the Lord. That's the truth. And I can't always explain what he's going to do. And I can't always understand why he did it, how he did it. But I believe that he works everything together for good. That's why we do this little exercise. Because sometimes days are tough. Sometimes the people that stand against you are mean. But God will work it out for good. Okay? All right, you got your Bibles? Go to James. Go to James chapter 3. Now, we're going we're gonna to take a minute to walk back through the first couple of chapters. And because I haven't been mean to you the last few weeks, I've been really nice. It's, I took a New Year's resolution and I started off nice, you know. Uh, I haven't made you remember things. So just I want you to look at the text. Just look, you look back if you want to. But don't just read something. Make sure it's something that you believe. Make sure it's something that means something to you, okay? Make sure it's something specific and personal. James is the little brother of Jesus and he writes this letter inspired by God to tell us that tells us what Jesus looks for in people who follow him. Okay? What does Jesus look for? So in James chapter 1, what does Jesus look for? James chapter 1, what does Jesus look for? Somebody who will, in spite of trials, look for Jesus' view of things. That's what gives you the joy, to see God's work in this thing. Because when you're going through trouble, whether it's trouble you caused yourself Or trouble that someone else caused you. And it happens both ways, right? What you do is you count at joy. That doesn't mean you kick up your heels. That doesn't mean you giggle. It means you hold on tight. And you fight through people who are trying to hurt you. People who try to or or don't love you. You fight through those things because God is at work in you. Alright? What do you see? What's the person? Who's the person? That who is Jesus looking for? What kind of people? What kind of things does he want to see in the people that follow him? In those that call his disciples? Um, I like what it says.
0: crown of the And that, I, I, every time I a little crown, I of a
1: What's the significance of the crown? What's the significance of the crown? It's royalty, yes. It's significance of the crown. I'm going to make it real simple. Go to Miss America. What's the significance of the crown? It's the winner. You go home, you get a crown, you won, right? Does that necessarily mean you're going to have the approval of all the people that were in a part of your life? No. Who is the only person's approval we're worried about? I want the crown from him. Tell me something else. You can slide into chapter 2 if you need to. One more thing. Last call. Someone asks
0: for wisdom when they need
1: it. Yeah. It's not easy. It's not easy admitting that you've been foolish. It's not easy to admit that you made mistakes. It's not easy... To apologize. But when you get in that place, what do you do? Ask for wisdom. You turn and ask God. God help me. What do I need to do here? What, what do I need to say? What do I need to do? How do I need to act? How do I need to react? Again, I'm looking to live life God's way and not mine. We're going to go to chapter 3, and I'm going to go ahead and explain this. Um, I was... In a counseling session a minute ago, and I, some of you have seen this, some of you have been in my office and you've seen the counseling session, I take a pen, while I'm talking, I take a pen and make a little circle on the heel of my hand, okay? I make that circle and I say, What do you see? And everybody, everybody, nine times out of four, everybody says, Oh, I see a little circle. And I make the point, That's right. And that's how you're supposed to do that. I mean, that's its set up that way, right? Except what you don't see, what you don't see is the hand. What you don't see is the wedding ring. What you don't see is the watch. What have we learned to do? Especially us church people, what have we learned to do? Look at the mistake, right? Well, just after I finished drawing that circle leaving my pen out like this, I shoved it in my shirt. My wife is gonna be extremely happy with me. New shirt. I walked in, I walked won't say who did it. But I walked in and somebody didn't say hi, Rex. How are you? It's good to see you, brother. I love you. I, you are just my one of my favorite people. They said, "Hey, look at that ink on your shirt." <laughs> and I thought yeah, that it's a great point. It's a great point. And what she said was, "Have you seen the ink on your shirt?" And I said, "Yeah, I spotted it."
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Pun intended. Um, there are people sitting in this room and there's people out there in your life that all they'll ever notice is the spot is the spot real yes is it real yes it's real so are they accurate in what they see yes Is that how God sees me? Is that how God sees you? No, in fact, He'll use the word spotless. He'll use the word blameless. There'll be people in your life that will be critical. There'll be people in your life that will be demeaning. There'll be people in your your life that will seek to make you destroy the joy that's in you because of God's grace and peace. No. 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 I'm going to agree with Jesus about you. I'm going to agree with Jesus about you. Whether you do about me or not, that's up to you. But I'm going to agree with Jesus about you. Now, does that mean there's not some things we need to clean up? Or does that mean there are not some spots that need to be fixed? No, it doesn't mean that. It means I've got some work to do, right? Well, Melanie does in this case. But have I got some work to do? Are there some things I need to do better? Are there some things I need to fix? Yes, yes. And nobody, has anybody ever said otherwise? You've never heard me say otherwise. In fact, you heard me say it Sunday, plain. Right? Well, James 3 is about that kind of thing. James 3 is about a situation, about a person that's having to deal with an issue that every, he says everybody has to deal with. I'll let you determine if you deal with it. Look in James 3. Not many of you should presume to be teachers. Now, hang on. I've heard people read that and say, oh, that's why I don't ever want to teach because you shouldn't presume to be a teacher. Okay, if you want to stop there, you can. Keep reading. Because you know that those who teach will be judged more strictly. All right, so just in case you don't know, I am aware of it. Because of the responsibility that I've accepted to teach, whether it's here, in my office, in my home, in my car, when I assume and presume the responsibility of teaching, I put myself in a position to be judged more strictly. That's just the way it is. Now, do I stop teaching to escape that judgment? Or do I keep working on my life to live up to that responsibility? Well, I'll let you decide. I've chosen which one I'm going to do. I've chosen what I'm going to do. Told some fellas last night, does not matter what someone else says or does, I know what I will do today. And I'll know what, if God gives me tomorrow, I'll know what I'll do tomorrow. And if God gives me Friday, I know what I'll do Friday. And if He gives me Saturday, I'm going to do it on Saturday whether they like it or not, whether they agree or not, whether they support it or not, whether they encourage it or not, whether they like it or not, I'm going to do what Jesus tells me to do and try to become the man, you heard me say it, try to become the man that's worthy of the responsibility of that teacher. Keep reading. We all stumble in many ways. Anybody disagree? Now don't lie to me. Do you stumble in many ways? Now, you know that there are people that don't do that. You know there are people that don't admit to that. Remember I told you, I I laughed one time, somebody was really upset that we didn't have an official church sign. And I didn't know what to say to them. I said, well, because they won't buy the sign I want. I said, I keep trying to get them to buy a sign and they won't do it. And they said, well, what sign do you want on there? And they were thinking I was going to say some church sign. I said, I want a sign that says for sinners only and their kids. Wouldn't that not be a good sign? Would that not be a good sign? Well, that person said, Well, brother, well, brother, well, brother, we're all sinners. And I said, and I mean it, yeah, but at our place, we admit it. I grew up going to church. I know how much sin's admitted. Not admitted. And I know in this place, hang on, this is my dad, I've got to take it. Nope, it's not. That's why I leave this in now. As soon as the music quits playing in my ear, I'll uh, start again. It's a real catchy tune. If you could hear it, you could probably dance to it. (laughs) I can't because I'm injured. That's... Yeah, there's some things you don't have to agree with. All right. We all stumble in many ways. That's the truth. If anyone is never at fault in what he says, that's the perfect man. He's able to keep his whole body in check. You know any of those people? You know any of those people? Anybody? Anybody want to claim that? I'm not about to claim it. I'm not about anywhere close to claiming that. So here's what I learned. If I can learn to control what I say, If I can get control of my words, if I can get control of the thoughts that bring out those words, if I can control the reaction to the emotions that make me say those words, if I can do that, then I take a step closer to becoming the kind of man Jesus wants me to be, right? Now, he's going to help us. That's what the rest of this is for. The rest of this is not to beat you up. I know there are people that believe that's what the Bible's for, is to make you feel guilty, make you feel bad, and you need to stop what you're... This was written to help us, okay? Hear it. When we put bits into the mouths of horses to make them obey us, we can turn the whole animal. He just illustrated it, right? Right? You put that bit in a big old horse's mouth, and you can sit on top of him. Little bitty skinny girls can sit on top of him and control him because the bit's in his mouth. Keep reading. We take, take ships, for example. Although they are so large and driven by strong winds, they are steered by a very small rudder wherever the pilot wants to go. Same principle. Big old ships, now hundreds of tons, thousands of tons of ship can be turned with just a touch. by a very small rudder. Likewise, the tongue is a small part of the body, but it make great boasts. Mm. You ever said something with your mouth that your body couldn't cash? You ever start talking and find out, oops, I shouldn't have gone there. I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. Shut up.
0: I mean, I mean No, my brother.
1: Who who led him in? I thought we had an understanding. Look what he says. That tongue is a small part of the body, but it makes great boasts. Consider what a great force is set on fire by a small spark. The tongue is also a fire, a world of evil among the parts of the body. It corrupts the whole person and sets the whole course of his life on fire, and it itself is set on fire by hell. Now hang on. There's other illustrations, but he just gave us a big one. Is fire a good thing? Ah, when you go to cooking your food, is fire a good thing? When you go to warm in your house, is it a good thing? Is fire a good thing? Yeah, if if it's controlled. I heard somebody say it. If it's controlled. If fire is controlled, it's a good thing. So what do I need to learn to do with this tongue of mine? Control it. Now, I had a guy in my office years and years and years ago. You don't know him and wouldn't and I don't remember his name anyway. But he's sitting in my office and he's telling me that he's having trouble with his wife and and his wife has told me he's a mess at home. And I said, What's going on? He said, Well, my wife just doesn't like the way I do things. And I said, Well, what kind of things do you do? He said, Well, I just tell her what's on my mind.
0: <laughs>
1: now I don't know, I don't remember any of the details, but just tell me what you think about that response. Yeah, and he said. He said, I talked to her just like my dad talked to my mom. And just like my granddad talked to my grandmother. That's the way we and he gave me his last name. That's the way we do it. Well, that's the way he did it. That's not the way Jesus did it, did it. And that's not what Jesus taught us to do. What do we do? We recognize there's a fire. Boy, sometimes when you're angry, is there a fire? Sometimes when you're afraid, is there a fire? Sometimes when you're guilty, is there a fire? Sometimes when you're sad, is there a fire? And what you do is you control the way you react to that emotion. Can it turn a horse? Can it turn a ship? Can it change a home? Can it change... A friendship. Yeah. So you control that. You control that reaction to that. Keep reading. All kinds of animals, birds, and reptiles, and creatures of the sea are being tamed, and have been tamed by man. But no man can tame the tongue. It is a restless evil full of deadly poison. Two things we've got to talk about. First, let's talk about the tame. Give me an animal that, if you look on the Discovery Channel, one of those animals they say don't ever buy it from somebody and take it home because it can't be tamed. Mm -hmm. Y'all done something much? The the one of the the, (laughs) Trishel, you need to go back to school. That class didn't help you okay hush I'll just do it myself If it got no help from y'all tarantula okay um, the last discovery show I watched was uh, some knothead had bought on the black market had bought a tiger and he had the, got the tiger as a kitten And he raised the little tiger, and he loved the little tiger, and he never did anything mean to the tiger, took good care of him, did all the stuff that the tiger liked to do, scratched him behind his ears, fed him the right kind of food. And then one day he walked into the cage to pet his pet, to play with his tiger, and the tiger ate his face. Bit him on the fa- They they saved him. Uh, they had to shoot the tiger to get him get get him saved. But the, the point was, these Discovery Channel folks were saying, you can keep some things. You think they're tamed, but if you take your eye off of them, what happens? They attack. You tongue the same way. It needs to be tamed. It's a wild animal. It's a fire, and it's an animal that if you don't keep your eye on it. It'll hurt you, or it'll hurt somebody, right? Then number three, it says it's a poison. Poison a good thing? Be careful. Is poison a good thing? Yes, sometimes. Some of the medicines you take are just the right dosage of a poison to kill a certain bacteria. Poison for termites, poison for rats, poison for those kinds of things. Those are useful. They keep us from being infested by those things. But they have to be they have to be controlled. They have to be controlled. They have to be handled properly. Good way to say it, Brad. Good way to say it. My tongue is that same way. There's an incredible amount of good that can come in my, with my tongue in, in taking away harmful and dealing with some harmful situations. But it's got to be controlled. You can't let that tongue out of control. Keep reading. With the tongue we praise our Lord and Father and with it we curse men who are made in God's likeness. Tell me what his point is don't read don't read just tell me just from that we praise God with the same tongue that we curse men who are made in the image of God what's the point don't read don't read just tell me what's the point yeah how can you curse or praise God and then curse what God made right (coughs) keep reading he said out of the same mouth come praise and cursings my brothers this should not be now We've talked about it in here. We've talked about how sometimes it's like this in our homes. We sit in our homes like a potentate. We give orders. We demand things. We want what we want when we want it. And we take charge of our life. And then, and then what happens? We show up here to church, and all of a sudden we go, ah hi, brother, good to see ya." And your family's going, what happened to him, man? Mom, can we live in the church building? You know? That should not be. If we're going to praise God, then let's, let's praise what God made. Did you hear me? Now, is the word praise correct? I praise God, but is it correct to say praise what God made? You, you, you nod your head, but you're going to have to prove it. Y'all had a sandwich. I didn't. Yeah, is, but can you praise a human? That you can say yes, no, but you're going to have to prove it. So where? In, in Proverbs 31. It's the only place I know. That godly woman, that worthy woman... That woman of character, that woman of honor, that woman of compassion and love, that woman deserves to be praised, it says. Let her be praised. God said that, I didn't. So if I praise God, shouldn't I praise those who are worthy? Yeah. So let's not be one of those people that says one thing to God and another thing to people. That might affect how we do some things while we're driving. That might affect some things we do in our homes when we're having arguments. That might affect some things that we, well, he said get control of it. Keep reading. Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Uh Uh-uh. Can't do it. Can brothers, can a fig tree bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Nope, can't do it. Neither can a salt spring produce fresh water. If you're going to curse man, when you praise God, it's not coming out as praise. Right? If you're going to curse a man, when you turn around to praise God, it's not going to come out as praise. You can't do both from the same fountain. You offer bitterness in one mouth with one speech, with one word, you'll offer bitterness wherever you speak, even to the Lord. So what did I learn? Tell me what I learned about my tongue. I learned it's a powerful thing in my life. I learned it's like a fire that needs to be under control if it's gonna have (coughs) benefit. If it doesn't end under control, it can destroy. I've learned it needs to be tamed. In other words, I have gotta keep my eye on it and not let it get out of control. And number four, I learned that it's a poison. Helpful if it's in right dosage, but you've got to be careful or it can destroy. And then I learn it's got to be the same. If I'm going to be that man God wants me to be, it's got to be the same thing. When I speak to God or I speak to the one that God created, it ought to be that same spirit. It ought to be that same tone. It ought to be that same respect. It ought to be that same honor. It's not usually the way we think, is it? Because I might pray to God, but then I catch you all by yourself and I'll tell you what I think of you. I need to keep that mouth clean water, pure water, praising God and man. All right. So we tie the knot this way. We're going to spend the rest of the time talking about what you need to pray for with your mouth, about your mouth, about your tongue, what do you need to pray for?
0: Um, I gotta think before I say something hurt with him. Okay. It's just that's the main thing that we just hurt sometimes each other and I gotta I gotta think before I them, because I don't mean it. It just that it just I just say it and that's when consequences come and
1: I control my mouth. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Go ahead. Sar sarcasm in the right crowd can be so funny, but in the wrong setting it can be so destructive. And I think we've talked about it before, but let's I I, I notice it here every once in a while, and I think maybe we need to be reminded. Um. Children don't understand sarcasm. Little kids can't understand it. They don't have that abstract thinking. So while they may, they may have grown up with you and they may respond as if they understand it, the fact that they're not old enough to process it doesn't mean they get it. It can be very harmful. So let's watch for sarcasm. Let's think before we speak. What do you want to pray for for your tongue, for your mouth?
0: From doing that. So I'll let that person just pass me by. And it's so easy for me, a complete stranger that is here doing something completely something else, to turn around and just talk to me and then say, Oh, I'm, I'm going to send some people to you so that y'all can help. It's so easy to turn it around into something else. But a lot of times I just. Don't do it, I'm busy, I can't, I'm angry, I'm upset,
1: I'm just not going to do that. So I'm going to use my tongue for those opportunities and not let my destruction. Right. Good point, good point. Because Proverbs taught us that the tongue is a, could be a tree of life. How many people have found life because Catherine used her tongue to invite them here? Yeah, look. Just look at some of them. All right. What do you want to pray for? For your tongue, for your mouth. Jimmy? Mine's a lot
0: like yours, except it's not to one person directly. (laughs) My problem is that if I get mad again, if I get irritated enough with somebody, I let loose and I don't think twice about what I say. And a lot of times, I mean what I say, and it's not. Just, it really doesn't matter who it is. If that person, I feel hurt, I'll
1: just let it out. Kind of like those, well, you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Retaliation, reaction without thought. What do you know about reacting? It'll get you in trouble. Yeah, it'll get you in trouble. And it's always bigger than the action. You know, you put your hand down on a hot stove, and you'll jerk back and hit yourself in the nose.
0: (laughs) Break your nose.
1: It'll hurt you. It doesn't just hurt that person. It hurts you. Um, What do you need to pray for for your tongue, Ruby? Okay, we're going to have a class where we're going to teach everybody Hebrew. (laughs) So you can say things in Hebrew and nobody will know you're being mean, yeah. Yes, Stephanie. For me, it would be that...
0: I stop repeating the things that people can say to me. It's like my tongue and my mind. I hold on to a lot of persecuting things and actions and words that people do to me. And it's almost like I give life right back to what they said to me or that they've done to me.
1: When you do, uh, when you do a lot of counseling stuff, they'll talk about self-talk. Somebody's self-talk makes you, you, your self-talk can really determine how you feel about yourself, how you react to others. And that self-talk usually comes from the voices that you've heard somebody else, what somebody else has said to you. And it might be a parent. It might be a mate. But their words, if they're berating you, they're bullying you. Their words will stick with you. It's almost like hot tar. It'll stick to you. And even after you get it cleaned off, it leaves a scar. Now, Proverbs talks about how to deal with that. You shoo that way. You, shoo, don't, you don't let that word rest. You don't, let that, you don't let those berating, demeaning, destroying words rest. They don't, do, not, do not belong to you. You are forgiven. So you, they don't belong to you. You're a child of God. They don't belong to you. So don't hold on to that. Last call. Tell me what you want to pray for your mouth. Maybe.
0: Mm -hmm. I feel have wronged me or wronged someone I care about. And I know when it comes out of my mouth, and I think, how can I talk about I know God's going to bless the situation and this and that
1: right after I've just completely trashed somebody. And it is a struggle and it's ugly. Yeah. I'm going to tie the knot on it because I. And I mentioned this to you back when we studied Proverbs. I mentioned it again when we went through our Beatitudes. Um, Mentioned it again last night. I have got to learn, I've got to learn to speak truth into some situations that are not right, not fair, not righteous. I tend to want to leave that alone. I want to stay away from it. I want to hide from it. Whether it's in my family, with my wife or kids. Whether it's in this church. If we're going to be what Jesus wants us to be, our tongues have to be devoted to Him. And sometimes that means being tender to people instead of harsh. And then sometimes it means to be tough to protect by far and away that's what I need the most in mind don't have much trouble with cussing not like I used to don't have much trouble with some of those other things like I used to but I've got to learn to speak truth I've got to learn to speak righteousness pray for me to do that let's pray Father, thank you for tonight, for these folks, their attention. After working all day, they showed up here. Some of them were in school, some of them were at work, some of them were home, chasing kids around, which is worse work. Thank you that they're here. Thank you that they care enough about your will and your wisdom to be here. I ask God that you help us open our hearts to these things about our tongue. Let us learn, God, to devote Every member of our body to you. Honor you by the way we speak. We do praise you, God. And we want to become a people that are kind and positive and praising of those you made in your likeness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thanks, folks.